Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my name is Teddy Coward. I'm from Southwest London. And you're listening to Dame Baptiste Questions Everything. My question is, how do you know when she's the one? Okay, here comes the show. And remember, question everything. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dame Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer, Hello! And a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked, and we are talking everything from... We are talking everything from Teddy from West London's question, how do you know when she's the one, Dane? How do you know when she's the one? <laughs> I mean, Howard, you probably you'll probably ask this question better than me. If I knew who was the one, I probably would have her by now. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. It's I, I think I, oh, I think I think the world, the the planets align. There's more than one way of knowing when she's the There's one. There's more than one way. Yeah, There's exactly. the alignment say, of what's happening yeah. in your life, what's happening in her life, or his life, or whatever, whatever mix of, of relationships you could be having. And then, uh, yeah, those two things. Life finds a way, as Jeff Goldblum once said in uh, Jurassic yeah. Park. I feel like the one is also somebody who, irrespective of what you're doing, they make any experience just marginally better yeah. or more bearable and someone who you can eat with I feel that's a big part of the yeah, one yeah key is someone, someone someone who you can dine with fine dining but someone who you can be sitting in a car park eating McDonald's with you're both holding the two sources to balance for the nuggets yeah yeah I think that's how you know you're with the one yeah. good point but again as I say you probably know better than me no, no it's a really valid, so. valid uh, addition and uh, look good luck finding the one Teddy and suffice to say on this podcast we ask and answer all the questions don't we Dave absolutely no question is too lonely or too romantic and if you do like the show please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify and you'll never miss an episode or you can subscribe to us on Acast the world's biggest podcast network where you can hear all of our very special questions being answered by our very special guest when it comes to podcasts we are the one with that being said on today's show is a British stand-up comedian. He has built his reputation playing the London comedy circuit, as well as engaging fans on social media with his stories, shenanigans and sketches. He has presented content for the likes of Prep Protect, Unilad and SBTV and has performed support slots alongside big names such as Eddie Griffin and Dave Chappelle, not to mention having his own show recording on Amazon, which has been recorded at the O2. He is also a fellow native of Grenada by way of West London as well and has been a mainstay on the black comedy circuit where he has performed alongside titans such as Richard Blackwood, Eddie Nesta. The list is just endless. And most importantly, very recently, he becomes the first black Briton to win Britain's Got Talent. Please welcome to the show before he completely blows man like Axel Blake. Yeah. Indeed. If there was ever a time to bra bra da Today's the day, and also I would leave out as well is that in uh, on his journey as well as performing all over the world and in various places, I also recall him even taking time while 
working hard, pursuing his comedy career, but also supporting his family to always recall this guy leaving his work from Waitrose and coming straight down to Cotton's to spit bars as well. And I remember that. You remember that, man? And that's, and that's culminated with, yeah, being the first black British person to win Britain's Got Talent, man. And, you know, so... Axel, what's happening, bro? First of all, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, and that's a question that's happened, has asked, been asked me many times over the past few days. And it changes. Um, the first day was, I, 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 didn't, I didn't have words. The next day yeah. after sleeping on it, it was like, wow, this is, this really happened. The third day yeah. is like, wow, some, some real doors have been kicked out. Mm. And um, that day I mentioned, well, yeah, yesterday I mentioned my tour because I always said no time. And um, yeah, yeah, that's what's now up. my brain's caught up. But not just work wise, how are you feeling, man? Because, you know, last time I saw you, we were chilling, watching Shang-Chi, doing the things we enjoy, <laughs> along with your brother, yeah. watching him, watching him up. You know what I mean? Just obviously two guys, Londoners, Grenadian extent, love, love watching the Marvel stuff, just chilling. You know, um, obviously your son was able to, and, and the wife was able to accompany you at Britain's Got Talent. So how are you feeling just, just as Axel Blake, before you become, because we now know you're on the cusp of becoming Axel Blake, <laughs> winner of Britain's Got Talent, doors getting kicked down, a lot of opportunities going to be abound. But how does Axel Blake, the father and the man and the brother feel at the moment? How are you feeling? Good, good. Um, what's no, most good important to, to me is making sure that family is good. And I yeah. was really conscious thinking, you know, there's going to be some risks, but, my partner understood and she's like, I know the journey. I know you're in a crazy zone that I don't understand. I'm here for yeah. you. And I really uh, love her and appreciate that. So yeah, Great and stuff, the family's man. been good. My mum, my mum's one of them, she's very skeptical. She's like, are you sure you want to go and risk a time? Are you sure? Because, you know, you can represent the family. And as soon as yeah. I want, my son, oh my God. <laughs> Literally, I said to you. Yeah. Yeah. That is what's up. No, that's great, man. No, just me. They're definitely, obviously, speaking for the comedy community and also the circuit that, you know, a lot of us, you know, both of us have played, uh, was referred to as the Black or Urban Circuit and played in yeah. predominantly black rooms yeah. where, you know, mainstream media opportunities haven't always been abound for us. So... <laughs> For you to um, exist in and triumph in this space um, means a lot to uh, all of us, you yeah. know, because, um, you know, it, it definitely shows the versatility of us as acts and you've made our journey very relevant. And I always think it's an amazing skill to be able to perform with the uh, the level that you're, you were performing at and working clean, because obviously it can be quite a confining space to work on Britain's Got Talent. So very hard. But thank you, Dan. I really appreciate that. It's funny. I haven't spoken much to comedians and Obviously, you know how the comedian's mind works. Yeah, so yeah. Even some of the points you just said, it was like, oh, yeah, thank you, babe. Like, because it, it, was so, it was so hard. So hard. Mm. You know, just- I, can, I can imagine, yeah, but you played it off well, bro. I watched that set, man. And I, I definitely, man, really enjoyed it. And I'll tell you, even the point about cyclists, like just some of the, just for me, just to some of the more sm- small nuanced stuff, just the way you use the microphone in terms of like creating the sound and stuff as well. Like it's, yeah, it's a very definitely, it's really definitely perform, man. And yeah, it was like, Watching someone with all of the energy of a newcomer, but with all the skill of a veteran. And uh, mm. yeah, man, I, I hope you're as proud of it as we are of you. So yeah. thank you. No, it's literally it, the, the phrase big up yourself applies massively in this scenario. If big up was a person. This <laughs> is what we're talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Thanks, yeah Howard. Today. But you know what? It's probably time for a question, isn't it, Dane? As the format of this show dictates. Absolutely. So Axel, as our very esteemed guest, we'd like you to ask a question. Can be any question, one that's keeping you up at night. One that you think of on the way to work. One of them, we are sitting outside these offices with all these new deals. Go, can be any question you want, which we'd like to discuss for about 15 minutes or some change. 
then my producer friend Howard here would like to pose you a question that we discuss for 15 minutes and then keeping it consistent I'd like to pose you a question we discuss for 15 minutes and then we'd like for you to tell our listeners where they can find out about your good works upcoming tour and all the good things you're going to be doing past present and future that's good with you wicked ready cool cool the floor is yours sir to ask the first question well this I would say this question has been pondering in the back of my mind if I don't know if it's a worth 15 minutes but we'll see um so <laughs> the insects butterfly mm-hmm. <laughs> okay what's wrong right. with I'm just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like okay good right yeah, yeah. sounds good yeah, already sounds good already yeah. Yeah. locked in i have always been wondering why it's called butterfly why it doesn't make sense butterfly it just doesn't, I don't know, correlate. But someone has, <laughs> do, you, do you think it was original? Because someone said this, what it used to be called was called Flutterby. Yeah. Oh. Some, but do you think, he, yeah, there was a mix up or something's changed, but do you think it used to be called Flutterby and he just turned the F in the B round and called it Butterfly instead of Flutterby? Yeah. I think it's a, it's a good question. And, and you know, it's questions like this, Axel. Yeah, this is what we say what we love about this podcast. No question is too big or too small, asinine. Like this is a kind of oh, question. This is a perfect example. This is what I'm saying, but it, this shows you as a, this is a perfect example of a comedian and having the courage to ask a question that most adults would be like, they would think about it hard, yeah. but they wouldn't want to say it. They would not. Nah, I want to say it. So, Carriage is a style, flutter by. Howard. Do you want, do you, do you want the answer? Because I'll just give you, I'll just give, you know, we can definitely talk around this for a bit. I think we should discuss it first and then we'll get to the answer yeah. because I. I I wasn't even aware that it was originally called a flutterby, but that but that makes sense because like you know it's kind of an onomatopoeia because that's what they do in it. They kind of flutter more than buzz around, so they fly and they flutter by literally. And we all like I butterflies, right? Butterflies are popular. Like that's a popular insect. If it is an insect, it's, it's a popular insect. It's a very nice tattoo to go on strippers' butts. <laughs> <laughs> and compared, I've seen a couple of times. compared to moths, nice. moths. Are, I don't like moths. I've always had yeah, a bit of like, a. The butterflies from South London, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they are just ruthless. Moths. <laughs> Man's got the letter in his room yet. Yeah, moths are just like you got fifty p, mate. You got fifty p. Yeah, I was gonna say it's more like butterflies are like elves, and then like moths are like hawks. Mm. Yes, like they've almost been twisted by the powder in your poor guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, so but moths, because obviously a butterfly comes from the metamorphosis of a caterpillar, right? right. What, what are moths before? Moths, caterpillars as well? Well, let's do the first thing first, which is why are butterflies called butterflies, right? Do we want this? Do we want the actual answer, yeah? Do, do we want it now? Because I We're going to be I able to move good... on to moths and all things related to we this are, day. Yeah. So I'll just, just give you what it, it basically, uh, it, 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 there's not just one possibility according to this article by this biologist here. It's apparently uh, butterflies are named for the colour of their shit. Uh, old <laughs> the term the term <laughs> the term butter shit, which literally means butter shit, uh, is uh, apparently the reason that this has all happened. And um, I could probably find more information on that. But this is wild because I've never seen butterfly shit in my entire never. life. Yeah. Never, never, no, yeah, yeah, apparently so. Apparently so. It's got a name for it. Yeah, look, Dutch scientists were studying butterflies and they took a look at their poop, which is officially called frass. They noticed that the butter, uh, the dropping. 
things looked a lot like butter. Uh, so if you see some uh, butterfly, take a look at its shit. Uh, you can easily spread it on a on a crumpet or something like that. I imagine. Thanks, Howard. Yeah, Maybe yeah. not a crumpet because a crumpet's got the little holes in it. So I imagine that would be a butterfly yeah. still drop through. Yeah. Um, but that is uh, I mean. yeah. That someone thinking on the same lines there, Axel. Just logically, do you know what I mean? It's just an, uh, I feel you on that. But moths, moths, I do. But moths, yeah, yeah very different good. people. Moths, just to let you know the difference between moths and, and butterflies, which I've just said, it's to do with how they hold their wings. Butterflies tend to fold their wings vertically up over their back, so they're like over like that. Whereas moths, I tend like to, the imagery like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where moths tend to yeah, hold moths. their wings in like a tent like thing and go by their abdomens, and moths are more like that. Hiding the thing Obviously hiding it in the waistband. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 fair enough. They're you get a massive moths at night. That's why moths are dicks, right? Because they turn up at night and they're like buzzing by your, you know, the lights and stuff. Just not nocturnal. Like we can't all, you know, that's what it is. I guess the butterflies in the daytime, whereas when it's time for like the nights, yeah, the moths come out. Mm. So are moths caterpillars before they do they have a chrysalis and a metamorphosis as well? Yeah, give me a sec. Because <laughs> uh, we're trying to find this stuff out. Because it's it's a really good question. Because you know, on the same lines as well, Axel. Yeah, it's like. Butterflies are a strange one. They are, by the way, they are. Cat- caterpillars, cat- yeah, they do come from caterpillars, moths. So I don't know what's going Interesting. on there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. really cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're really cousins, different type of caterpillar, I guess. Moody, um, moody the way butterflies. moths look, you think they came from like millipedes or centipedes, so so much more menacing. Yeah. Yeah, Howard. So then... Um, I can't stand so any of these creatures, by the way. I'm, if I'm looking uncomfortable, it's because I can't stand... I've got a real insect problem. How serious? All yeah. of them. All. I tell you what, I had this moment last week where I was in the garden <laughs> with my wife and child. And I said to my wife that I think I should call the council because there's too many flies in my garden. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dane's reaction is it's it means he understands my wife the way my wife looked at me. And there's just too many flies now. It's really it's getting on my nerves now. I can't even sit on the you know I've got the lounger chair yeah. on a lie back. I don't want these things. Come and get rid of them. But the council are going to help. You need a huge net. Yeah, you, need, you, you get a fly mm. net. But Howard, you don't want to get rid of them if you live if you live somewhere where insects can't live, it's probably not safe for human beings. Yeah. You know, there was, there was a time where, like, if you saw, like, a caterpillar in your lettuce, it was, like, disgusting. Mm. Whereas now, it's like, at least you know now it's not GM modified. <laughs> yeah, it's good news, that's isn't what, it? That's how, that's how weird things are nowadays. Yeah, but-, but, yeah, I think a, a flutterbag makes sense. That made a lot more sense because it, it was, like, the action. But, yeah, there, there is some weird names you get with, like, animals that don't really describe their nature very well. Or just other things, like I was saying grapefruit. How do they come up with that name? Very true. Yeah, very yeah. true. Because it's a citrus fruit, number one, and nothing at all like a grape. Yeah. And also, it's like, could I not get my own name instead of being named after a much nicer fruit? Yeah. Because imagine if you introduce it to like an alien, you're like, these are grapes. And they're like, these are decent. Some of these are seed. Yeah. Some of them are seedless. And yeah, that's all right. And they and, it, and this makes wine. And you're like, oh, it makes wine. That's all good. And then grapefruit comes along. You're like, so this is like a bigger version of, yeah. no, no, no. This planet is twisted. There's yeah. something wrong with you people. Zap. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you scared of any? Are you got any issues with bugs, like insects and stuff, Axel? Or you don't care. I do, but not the way you sound. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to, to, to tell the, the, the authorities, get rid of them. They're squatting. <laughs> I do. I do. It's just. I think what I don't like is the speed. It seems like. So okay, I tell you, my big one is rats. I cannot right. stand. Rats, but I think where is this? The speed they move so quickly. Not that I've seen many, but it just 
from what I've seen, they just, it's too. If they're slow and they're just like, oh, this, this, this is right. Okay, cool. But when they did just like, you just see them go between the chair. It sounds like I've got them in my house, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and, you know, there's no scene where it's just like they move quick, just like a horror movie. Where yeah. it's like, Hello? They play, they play yes. it, the, scu- the, yes. the scuffling. Yes. The... yes. That. <laughs> that so, sound. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah. But, but yeah, insects, I can't, because I did think to myself, if someone ever asked me to go and select, um, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And it's not happening. It's not happening. Mm. Everyone will stop because I'm not doing any challenges. Eat your leg if you're that yeah, hungry. It's not happening. Yeah. Eat your leg, do some sore business. It's not it's happening. <laughs> and I'll go back into the cab like, say where you are. <laughs> I already hear them offering you it, Axel. They're already calling. They're, they're, yeah, they're getting ready. If you're, if you're that hungry, you can go yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I can never Axel. do that. I mean, that, oh my God, what they do on yeah. that show for, for yeah. what? What reason? It's not like you're saving children. Exactly. It's not like, you're, oh, no. this school's on fire, so you've got to eat a bug. It's like, you know, there's yeah. nothing. There's, but I mean, yeah. if, but Howard, are you saying, so if, if there was, if you could wave a wand and get rid of all insects, including butterflies, would you be happy with that? Flutterbites, flutterbites. Yeah. Or flutterbites well, even. They, I feel like that's a much nicer name. What you're, yeah. what you're proposing there is clearly uh, a problem in regards to civilization and how it will crumble even more than it already is if I decide that my summer days are being ruined by flies. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. No, but I get it though, because like flutterbites, they're pretty cool. There are some attractive moths that I've seen, nice moths. But then there's also a moth, which is like that. Remember the um the poster for Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that was a moth, and I was like, that doesn't seem okay. Because you get because a lot of moths have adapted. They got like big like yeah. eyes and stuff, haven't they? Like tiger moths, just to, to keep away predators. And there's big old big fuzzy antenna, and then but then and I also ladybirds. And I wonder with ladybirds or ladybugs as they're called, are they have they always just been advanced when it comes to gender being fluid in that community? Because yeah. <laughs> I suppose if you're a male and you're called a ladybug. Is there no identity crisis you may have or they just keep it moving? I'll, I don't know. We'll have to check Reddit or something. They're probably posting about it yeah, on Reddit, because, aren't they? And you get those ones doing the inverse colour. So they're okay. Ladybirds are cool. Flutterbys are and cool. And it's always nice. We always see a little ladybug and you, oh, oh. Yeah, that's right. Instead of a spider, it's a spider. You're just like, <laughs> oh, get the fucking but, but thing but off me. But spider, spiders aren't insects. That's the thing. They're arachnids because they've got eight legs. So, so insects have six. But then I feel like I'm fine with those ones. And ants, I'm cool with ants. And to call cockroaches. Oh, no. This is what I'm saying. No. Any of these things that I don't know. I, when I see a dog, a cat, a pig, a cow, a horse, do you know what? A goat. I want to stroke that animal. I don't want to stroke any anything that I don't want to stroke or go, ah, oh, that it can fuck off. Yeah. But, the thing is, but then people say that rats make good pets because they're quite intelligent. And the thing, see, I'm with Axel. Like, for me, the word pet rat is an oxymoron <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I don't understand how, but I've seen people like on, on social media where they pretend to collapse and the rat checks inquires onto their welfare and stuff. And I'm like, nah, he's just waiting to eat you. That's yeah, what that is. Yeah, yeah. He's just waiting to see if those eyes have just left, the life has left them so he can start chewing on them. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, um, yeah. I, I, think it's, I think a large amount of it though is how all of these animals and insects are presented is particularly in films and stuff right. because yes. like, you know, butterflies always shown as being very nice and tranquil. Yeah. Whereas, you know, cockroaches you only see those when something bad's happening exactly and you know stands to reason but then the cockroaches the thing about cockroaches is that aren't they like the most resilient yeah. organism that like they can survive a nuclear war like yeah. i just this is this is what i heard about cockroaches that scares me yeah cockroaches can survive for up to two weeks without a head wow see? and it's you not- know why that is? and the only reason and the only reason they die 
is from starvation because they can't obviously feed mm. because there's no head to put the food in. Mm. Wow. Like that is, like, and also when you step on them, you have to, you have to put bleach down, yeah? Because <laughs> when you step on them, they lay eggs. Don't, I don't want to hear, this is too much. Serious. Here. I don't want any more. Yeah. This. This is... So when you step on them, they lay eggs straight away at the back and then that's how they're able to continue to reproduce. Uh-huh. That's how resilient they are as people. And, and that's what, that's what kind of worries me is that like, you know, within that circle, because I think I saw Aaron saying like, in, the other thing about insects is that they don't really have any other link to any other species on the planet. They're their own thing. Mm. So they're almost like the closest to aliens. Yeah, I was just about to bring up the alien movies. They're very similar to the alien you know, movies. Because they, they can survive crazy pressures. Like, you know, you get like, because um, obviously insects can survive the depths of water and stuff because they haven't got any bones in it. They've just got fluid sacs and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah. Because even the fact that the fact that a flutterby is originally a caterpillar, like I'm not sure how I feel about all caterpillars, to be honest. No, no. They seem to be. They, they for the most part, they're okay. But I, you know, they also turn into moths. Yeah. Don't you think it's crazy how there's a lot of um, mammals and all sorts of creatures that was here way before us, and we've come along and literally <laughs> dominated everyone, yeah. everything. I don't know how, how you lot see that, but I, sometimes I think we've just come along, yeah. And just we've got you no know, different chromosomes to everyone else, and we've just come and just taken. Oh, I think, I think so, but I think sometimes insects that they're the they're the ones that like keep us in check because we can't see how they move and they do certain things like mosquitoes. Mosquitoes keep human beings in check. We've not worked out how to deal with those. Yeah, it's true. And well, I, I told you I was going to call the council, but they, my wife told me not to. She said they won't help. So. Uh, yeah, but fl- but then also, but I mean, we've come along, but we like, even flies like. Maggots are used to clean wounds. Yeah, and I and I, I just I've never been in a situation where I've needed that happen. But I read that and people always go, you know, maggots are used to clean wounds. And I'm like, if I ever go somewhere and they go, <laughs> Dane, we're just gonna use some maggots. I'd be like, can you get, yeah. give me a give me a real fucking doctor. What, what's going on here, bro? Maggots? What are you, you, you're gonna let flies lay eggs in my wound? Yeah, nah, <laughs> no way. 
I'm lucky to say that in my career in TV, I've had a few successes as well. Fucking TV show happening seems to be a miracle. So, you know, some of them have happened. Uh, that, that's that's a, a success. And, and this week, you know, you had a wonderful success, mate. And, I'm, I, you know, Dane said it and I'll say it. Couldn't be happier. Like, be- a, beautif- you, a beautiful situation, mate. And uh, I just wanted to know from both of you and for people at home who might listen to this and wonder what it's like, how do you deal with success? Because I think that, is a defining characteristic question. Of, of of attaining more, is my theory. My mind's racing already. This question was to me. Okay. Yeah, and Dane will jump yeah. in at some point. But yeah, how are you, how are you finding it? <laughs> well, what I've realised, first of all, is success looks different to each and every one of us. So what mm. I see success as is different to what I, you or Dane or anyone else may see. So example, I remember when I first started my dream goal was to perform at Hackney Empire. I didn't see anything else. I wanted to perform mm-hmm. at Hackney Empire and I achieved that. Yeah. But what tends to happen to us humans with goals and aspirations is you, you move the goalposts further, further. But to mm-hmm. some people, their dream now to this day is I want to perform at Hackney Empire and that's their success. But mm-hmm. so it, it changes depending on, you can't define what success is. Because mm. uh, I don't feel like I'm successful yet Because I suppose mentally I keep moving the goalposts yeah. So mm. that's one thing What does success look like? Because to you or to me it's, it's, it's in different places Secondly, I feel like I need to be grounded And humble And um, I don't I don't know what's coming it's, There's a lot of things coming And a lot of calls And a lot of it's a bit crazy on my side right now, but I just want to be able to be like, keep yourself safe. Keep your mental health safe and make sure you don't kind of throw into a world where you can't kind of come back in a weird way. Because I want to make sure that family is most important to me and mm-hmm. I need to make sure that that doesn't crumble or that doesn't, uh, my daughter's like, you're never here. You know, even though I'm chasing my dreams, my new dreams, my new corporal stream. I just need to make sure that family's okay and we are happy as one. Yeah, there might be money there or there might be a TV there or whatever. They, you know, but the bottom line for me is making sure family is good and we are happy as a family. Not like, yeah, it was so successful, so amazing. But when you get home, it's like, this is absolutely rubbish. <laughs> so, yeah, I suppose my, my success, I suppose, deep down is making sure my family's happy. We are in a good, happy, because that's my main hub. That's where I go back to. All the glitz and gamma can go tomorrow, but my mm. family, that's why well, I, I hope so, are there with me for life. So that mm. is what I need and I strive for. That's my success. I mean, hearing that, Dane, I think our friend here is going to be all right because uh, that's... Uh, <laughs> that's it's, yes, give, us, it's good. give me perspective. Yeah. Give me perspective already. There's a short thing, man. I, I, I totally get it, man, because I think especially we kind of originated on a, on a very similar circuit mm-hmm. and it's a great circuit because it definitely teaches you a lot of elements of showmanship and you have to kind of grasp comedy very quickly, very early on. Yeah. Because obviously for me, like one of my experiences when I first started doing comedy is I was uh, weaned on like, you know, seeing Richard Blackwood growing up and, you know, the real McCoy. And then, as you said, you you know, you hear about shows like Hackney Empire and Blue Mountain Theatre doing yeah. stuff. And, yeah. you know, if you were plugged into that um, subgenre of comedy, the scene and what we refer to as the black and urban circuit, there's, 
there's a there was like a, a limited number of kind of prestigious venues, yeah, and you know there's still a limited number of prestigious shows and um, and uh, acts that you know when you look at it reflective, it's kind of like you can be thrust into that very quickly mm-hmm. before you even get a chance to like catch yourself and uh, yeah, like I said to me, yeah, Hackney Empire, that was a dream in it, and then all of a sudden you're there, yeah. you know, <laughs> alongside people that you grew up watching when you was younger or exactly. people told you about when you was younger, and um, like you know, I hear, I remember hearing about Slim yeah. when I just even was asking about comedy and people telling me how amazing he was and obviously Richard Blackwood and you know the Curtis Walkers and hearing people like Felicity Ethnic and then to be alongside them in the yeah. green room you're just like yes yeah. you know what I mean or, or even for me like it's having your own TV show in it that's yeah. like really something you dream about as a kid but then it, then it happened and I kind of was like it's cool but I want to make sure I'm doing this and stuff but then especially with the the lockdown it helped me to reflect and be like like how many people go through life getting to say they had their own TV show yeah so, Look. but then as you say, it's like once you arrive at that pinnacle, you're like, oh, well, now I want to do something more. And it's not like you're necessarily ungrateful for it. But like you said, uh, now that level of success is there. Success looks different because, and, it, and that's what we learn. I guess it, it's a cliche thing that people say that it's, it's a journey, not a destination, isn't it? Because you think if I arrive here, I'm going to feel like I've done something and I feel cool. But then it's like, Part of that good feeling and that reward is the motivation to know that you can achieve more or yeah. you at least can try to achieve more. It's not that you. I always like- think Apollo, uh, for you fucking comedians, it, Apollo becomes this thing, right? And it, and, it, and it's it's just, I, I find that Apollo thing kind of hilarious because I remember being like, I, I've known you a long time, Dan. I was so chuffed. I was like, wow, look at Dane up there smashing it at the Apollo first. I know you've done it a couple of times. But the first time you did it, I was like, boy, look at that. That's guys smashing it. And, you know. The reality is, obviously, it's just one moment. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. And it's complicated business. But like I said, su- success is subjective to other people watching that. They're like, oh my goodness. Like, and so you don't, you don't want to uh, kind of reduce the experience in that respect. But um, yeah, I mean, the, for me, why I appreciate doing Live the Apollo now as opposed to then has probably changed. So for me, it's like, Back then it was like I got to be on the stage at the Apollo and you're performing there. But this now it's what like I'm looking out for. I'm, that's yeah, why yeah. I'm like I can't wait. So yeah, yeah, it's I'm coming, just... it's coming. But it's it's one of these things where, and it's definitely coming for you, Axel. It's one of these things where, whereas I look back at it now and it's like I just like the idea that I got to do a good gig and just do my bars and just actually perform good stagecraft and that and just have a, and just have a nice performance and that and that really overrides the whole venue thing. But I think it's such a really important thing you said in terms of like successes, like your family and stuff like that as well, because while I might be able to find myself in new rooms or with new opportunities, like what bothers you is that like your, your door says, I can't see you all the time. Yeah. And that stands out more than everything else. And I, I think that's really important to understand that it's it's what makes Axel the human being and the person and the father and the, and the husband and, you know, and the son. Yeah, that is that is a large part of what forms your core of happiness. Because, and uh, you know, it's been very interesting to listen to you both. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go in on this, right? Like, go on. My, my take is this: that in the end, you know, you, we are all distracted by the next thing. Like, we are very rarely able to focus on the here and now. And in most industries. That comes down to money, really. Like you will look at people who work in different industries and they'll be like, oh yeah, we made this much. I got this pay rise. I got this. It's just, that's because there's not the same creative ownership. And obviously there are some people who who are absolutely fascinated by what they do for a living. But for most people, there's just like a financial drive to it. 
But obviously in the creative world, you know, you, you guys shape these jokes, you shape your material and, and, and for it to have monetary value that, that kind of, pay, you know, it's, it's a remarkable thing that it's not that tangible. Like it, it's, it's, it's quite difficult. You know, Dana me could sit and talk about an idea and the idea that that, you know, a TV idea and it turns into a million pounds. It's difficult to marry those things, which is why yeah. we end up, I think, so fucking our brains like are so it's not an easy thing to wrap your head around i suppose is what i'm saying and and once one thing happens that works yeah you think well i should just do that again right well no because that's actually the 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 danger is that you just you know can't do it again as well yeah it's it's such a challenge or you'll you'll become used to it like obviously when you introduce money into your life especially as a creative like i mean it's a tool that everyone needs whatever but then i guess it gets to the point whereby if you get used to a certain amount of income Money alone is no longer the motivator. Yeah, of course. And you might want to look, and you want more of an aspect of control kind of thing. So I think obviously for many people, and that's the thing as well, is that obviously I think when you're creative, money is a nice byproduct of people validating and recognizing what talent you have. Mm. Whereas I don't, I, I think it's, it can be very, I think I, I think that's a, that's been a problem industry in our industry in general is that we've had our, as creators and, and performing artists, that kind of role has been co-opted by people with more corporate interests. So obviously when you see, and what I mean by that is that, you know, when you were successful as an artist or you was good, like money came with that because you had a talent and people recognized it. Yeah. And so it was part of it, but it's more about, I, I should get what I deserve. So in terms of the fact that it's not about, I just want to be rich, it's that if this, what I'm doing generates wealth, then obviously as the creator of that, I should get the wealth, right? Yeah. As opposed to now, there are people that just make stuff just because it pays. Yeah. And I think once you start making stuff just because it pays, well, then you're just, you just got a regular job. Yes. And I think you can get very numb to that after a while and just be like, obviously it's nice to have money, but then you get to the point where I'm like, well, I could get this kind of money doing a nine to five, and that, but that's not what I'm in it for. Cause if it's just, cause with the nine to five, you know, you're getting a guaranteed check and then you can leave at a certain time. Whereas it's bigger than money for yeah. us. And I think sometimes as well. So, and I think a large part of the confusion comes from the fact that people use money as the biggest indicator of success. Well, of course, yeah. because the thing that I come back to again and again, and I have this in my weekly life, right? Where like, you know, if you if you do the job I do, you basically send out ideas to you know uh, different people and wait for them to say yes or no, and maybe at some point you get to make some TV shows, you know. But um, that you know, it it can be quite depressing <laughs> when someone says you've put a lot of work into an idea and then they're just like, no, no, don't don't want that. Um, but the the thing that I keep in my head to keep me going, which keeps me, I guess, a, a reasonably decent person to work with, is that. I still can't believe that I get to do this really. Like I just don't, it seems like a piss take. Like the world is on its, on its <laughs> mm-hmm. knees and I'm sitting here going like, right, I need to order four onesies for this shoot that I'm doing in three days. You know, like it's kind of such an absurd world that, yeah. that you, 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 if you lose sight of the fact that it should still be something that brings you joy, but obviously there's times where it won't bring you joy because it's a ball ache or there's a pain or, oh, this thing's gone wrong or whatever it is, but that, that it still has to come from a place of joy and i think if you if you can have a world of work where it comes from a place of joy then you should just be along for the ride man fucking yeah hell. yeah yeah but it's like raising kids though isn't it like obviously it's supposed to be joyful when your children reflect yourself but it'd be you'd be hard pressed as a parent to be like you enjoy every single aspect of that experience because you know as much as you love a child like you know seeing your child sick that's that's painful and that's a ball ache and that can be stressful especially where you can't necessarily help them directly but i think creativity and again i can only only have one part of this experience but creating creativity and having children the similarities obviously you've created something from a basis of love of joy like howard said mm. and i think a lot of the time you know you're trying to imprint your best self 
on your art or your best self on your children yeah. because these are the things that will represent you when material things no longer exist because, you know, you can't take the money with you. And I always say, like, you know, I don't know how much money Bob Marley had when he died. He may have been very rich. He may have been very poor. But when I discuss somebody like that, his money is not what is really brought up. It's all like, yeah. I don't know how much Tupac had. Yeah. But that's not the thing we discuss about when I talk about someone like Tupac, if that makes mm. sense. Well yeah. said, mate. Well so, said. And concludes this question perfectly. And I feel like we understand a bit more about that that weird thing that is success. And we hope you have lots and lots in these coming months and years, uh, Axel. Right. Uh, keep the joy. Yeah, yeah keep, keep the joy. The and, joy. And we're sure of it. And uh, with that being said, I, I now have the, the final question for Axel. Axel, as we said, yeah, what you've achieved in the last week or so has been monumental. Obviously, like this has been part of a continued drive of success uh, for comics like ourselves. Um, Kojo been on there previously, Nabil Abdul Rashid was on there, Delisa Chimbunda. So, you know, I think you've uh, taken it up another level in terms of improving the perception of black British comedy in general and black British comedians. And just um, comedy in general, I think that by winning Britain's Got Talent, you've uh, done a great service to stand-up comedy in itself where there's a lot of people that don't have an understanding of it. And I think by winning, you've shown just how effective it is as an art form. Thank you. Like it may, it may not seem like all of that now, but I'm, for someone that knows where you've come from, yeah, and seeing what you've been able to do on a platform and in the space that you've done it, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a big thing. Yeah. It's a very big thing. Like you know, I think there's a lot of people that have who who know you and have an idea of your background, and seeing that you can do something like that, that is massively inspirational. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I think we're going to go to obviously you are going to potentially be doing the Royal Variety performance as well very soon. Yeah. And basically, I want to say, obviously, that's it. I know where you come from. And uh, <laughs> without being too presumptive, I obviously, I know what you're about and kind of what you're into. So my question is, Axel, yeah, if you could sort the lineup for the Royal Variety performance with acts, including yourself, so you're, head, you're headlining. Actually, yeah. no, I say you're hosting. So you're going to be hosting the whole thing. Yeah. And you get to pick, we'll say, six acts. Yeah. Can be living or dead. Anybody you want that you think would help put together the best role variety performance, who would those people be and why? Big question. A six acts. Okay. Yeah. So, or, or you could do five, whatever, whatever you prefer. Sure, show, baby. <laughs> I would say Bernie Mac. Nice. Nice one. I absolutely love Bernie Mac. The late great. Is, is, is Bernie Mac opening the show? No way is Bernie Mac opening the show. Bernie Mac... <laughs> Bernie Mac's closing the show. I'm not sure the Queen's going to get her his comedy, but it's what it is. That's fine. It'll check a chapel here and there. Uh, it's a variety show. So I, need, I, need to, I need to... Bob Marley. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Bob Marley. <laughs> Great choice. <laughs> full band with the Whalers as well, full yeah? Full band, full band. Yeah, yeah. All right, band. all right. And when he performs the roof, um, so it's like it's an outside field. Even though nice. it's in a horn, but it's palm trees, little mosquitoes for Howard and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well I suppose you've got a comedian and a musician now. What dunno. This is what I'm thinking so my, my world's quite small. That comedy music, yeah. Well I'm thinking It's all good. That's all good. Listen. Uh, let me see. It's your, it's your choice. And I would also have Tony Hawk 
The reason being, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love playing music. You know why. I used to love playing music. You know why. I know you're saying that. I know you're saying uh, I used to love playing these, these gamers. I don't know why, but from a kid, yeah. I always wanted to meet him. No idea why, because I'm not a scared boy. I just remember playing that for hours. That, that game, game was that's a re- big That's game. reason enough. And, and Tony Hawk is a, is a, is a, is a massively talented um, skater and inspira- inspirational guy, man. Like, he was, doing, he was doing it deep into his studies and stuff, man. Like, Tony Hawk is, is a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. And you can have all the, all the half pipe, all the half pipes and yeah, the ramps all, all up in the place. Yeah, yeah, nice. Going right up to the Queen's lap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like. Um, now, Will Smith, I'll have him there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. No problems with that. No uh, problems what, with that. Uh, what, what's Will Smith doing on, on, st- on stage? Will Smith is not coming up to slap me. He's coming <laughs> up. He's he's what? Yeah, what is he doing? Probably probably getting jiggy with it. I'd imagine would go down he's very it, well. Yeah, he's, yeah, right. He's doing a dodge routine. Yeah, yeah, a dodge yeah. routine. Or no, we're like like doing a classic one. Me. Him doing the well, we could uh, the Carmen dance, but Carmen dance, yeah, yeah, Tom yeah, Jones, medley. yeah, the, yeah the, the, medley, do, do, oh, do, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 great, nice. Um, that's a different energy to Bob Marley as well, very, that's a very different. different energy. That's it, yeah. keeping it, keeping the variety, but keeping it royal. That's what's up. And lastly, I think we need, I think we need, maybe I'm just going to suggest, just you know, for the listeners, that I think maybe a, a female performer, we had a female performer, yeah, I think we need to kind of get a, you know, mix it up a little. Yes, uh, agreed, agreed. You know, just coming to the Howard Banks, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> saving the best for last exactly. Howard is all. Our, our headline <laughs> act, yeah. It's funny these questions though, right? I tell you what, these questions are interesting because I do think often there is a desire to bring people back from the, the dead. I think that's quite yeah. a natural yeah. desire, I, right? I don't know why that is, but because it's like you miss them. It's like, oh, you mm. were so talented. You're so amazing. I'd love to see your talent again. Yeah, you know? mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm a bit stuck, Howard. Well, um, I think I was about to say the person I would, I, I've, I've been thinking about this person a lot recently is, the the version of Aretha Frank, Franklin who we that we lived through was such a was you know she was she lived for a very long time, but what she was in the prime when she was young was a fucking I mean she she I don't know if she ever did a role I mean who knows what Aretha Franklin did in her life she did so many things, but you can look at someone like her and think she she closed your show out really nicely mate <laughs> I'd say um, yeah she would as well um, Megan. Megan Markle. <laughs> nice. Just do just do just, monologue. Just, just, just get me in. Yeah, monologue and get me in the the back gate of the um you know Buckingham Palace if she's nice. allowed in. She's probably not allowed in, but you know, I just there's a few questions I've got for the Queen. I, I got I love, I got this I got this image of like Mega giving you like a like a, a leg up in it over this over the yeah, fence. Yeah, hurry, hurry up, Axel man. <laughs> That'll be gonna my team. Gotta go back to my kids. <laughs> That'll be my team. That's good. It's a good, it's it's a good, good lineup. It's a good lineup. It's a, it, it's a funny thing, isn't it? I mean, it, you know, normally I think people don't really uh, care who's in the audience today when you're doing your stuff, but like it, it's going to be quite a noticeable person in the audience, isn't yeah. it? Really? Yeah. You've got Will Smith there, Megan Markle there, you've got Bob Miley there, Bernie Mac. Yeah, and um, the merch is going to sell like a, yeah. like no one's business for a start, boy. Definitely got to stream that show as well. Yeah, obviously, obviously, you said uh, Benny Mac is a uh, headlining, but um, where what, what other place were the other acts going? They're going to have to argue over it. To be fair, actually, I'm going to move Bob Marley headlining. Mm. 
Yeah, because it will close out with a musical number. Yeah, yeah, it will close the show well. It's musical. Yeah, um, Bernie Mac will be before Bob Marley. Nice. Um, Meghan Markle will clo- uh, will open the show. Yep. Will Smith will be just before the break. And Tony Hawk will be in the break. Doing- there you go. All right. That's <laughs> nice. Do the skills in that. I yeah. like it. Nice. Yeah. It's, a great, it's a great show. I think I think that's about that make for a good Jubilee. Yeah. The, the, Axel, the Axel Jubilee sounds like it's going to be popping to me, boy. I'm with 100% of the way. Um, any idea of a particular of a venue you'd go for? Good choice. Finland Palace. Windsor Castle. Windsor Castle. Nice. <laughs> nice. I think, yeah, Tony Hawk doing the madness for the castle grounds. I'm, I'm yeah, there for that all day. I'm there for that. 100%. I, like that. I like that a lot. Um, would you have, what would you have Megan doing? Uh, she would be um, doing a speech, like a monologue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just go for just it. Just basically giving, giving the tea. Yeah, <laughs> giving the tea. But doing it in, you know, that program she was in suits, you know, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. I, th- I think I think she'd be great, boy. I yeah. think I think Megan would be very talented. You know, she knows how to show out as she did for her own wedding. Yeah. I think it's a tough yeah. booking, though. It's a tough booking. I'm not sure. I don't know how that's going to go down, but... Uh... I know, but there'll be... Once Bob Miley gets to stage and Bernie Max, you know, he, he lowers the people's barriers and they're not... They're, they're not tense. Okay. I feel I feel like we could, we'd have enough ticket sales just from, like, Americans coming to watch it as well. Tourism. That's, you know, we always said about the royal family, the money they generate for tourism. I think if you've got Meghan Markle, Bernie Mac, Bob Marley and the Whalers and, you know, Tony Hawk, that's going to sell off. Yeah. Sell off. You're going to do Coachella numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I'd love to know. I don't know if you've got time, but you, I'd love to know you lots, but I don't, I'm sure. I'm, am I pushing it? As a, no, no, at oh, all, okay. man. It's, it's, good to, it's good to know. Howard, how do you feel about this? I mean, the pair of you, obviously, you can, you can, you, you guys can have, have slots. You know, I'm happy. I'll be happy to have that. And um, nice. I'd also, I don't know, it's tough. I mean, I never, I, you know, not, I mean, I'm well, sure it's I'm sure Bob Dylan for a start. Bob Dylan would, would obviously me. turn up, but the, I mean, I would say it's, you know, I never really watch it, uh, the Royal Variety performance. So, uh, but I will this year. I mean, it's a bit of a mixed bag. I mean, you get a lot, you get a music, you get. Good people do it. Judy, Judy Love do it before as well. Right, right. right. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah, so Judy Love's come through as well. So, the yeah. Easy it could, it could done. done it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all good. I, I would, um, I, I definitely want to have some kind of Motown element. Okay. I think if you have a big variety performance, you can't go wrong with that. So how would I do it though? I feel like I'd want to do like a medley. So it'd be like the Motown roster. But then I had this idea actually, yeah? Follow me on this one, yeah? Okay. I call it I call it Death Row Town, yeah? Oh, wow. Where basically you've got all of the top artists from like Death Row. So you'd had like Dre and Snoop and Tupac and they're performing alongside Stevie Wonder and the Jacksons. And we call it Death Row Town. And it's just an anthology of amazing African-American music. Spitting on different beats and stuff like that as well. Like imagine Tupac and Stevie Wonder on the same track. The same track. Nate Dogg and Marvin Gaye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that could work. But you know, you've got that Samsung split singer. And then in the middle, they've got, yo, yo. And they've got a rap. There you go. Okay, yeah, 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 the little, yeah, the little yeah. rap in the middle. Yeah. Kind of, kind of do the whole thing that like well, Puffy did. So I think, yeah. yeah, Death Row Town would be my little combination there. Nice. Would be, um, and maybe I'd have them close the show. Um, I would have uh magic. I think magic goes well at a variety show, and um, there's a magician I know called uh, Richard Essien. I think you probably you know Bones, right? You've probably seen you've worked with Bones before, probably you've seen him before. And um, he basically he he did Red Hot a little while back, and he did a, he did a crazy trick where he basically did like it was almost like he was in like a, in a safe or something, and then he appeared at the safe, and then they he took off the then they took off the hoodie, and it was the and then the assistant was on the stage. And he was standing next to Simon Cowell. And um, wow. so 
I, it was crazy. So I definitely have a, a magician in there yeah. doing all the crazy stuff there. I think you have a magician. I think I like what you said about the acrobatics, like with Tony Hawk and stuff, which was really cool. Yeah. So I need to have an equivalent of that. Um, See, it's hard so to it's think, isn't it? It's just like, whoa, yeah, yeah. your mind just goes... It's got to be a variety, but it's yes. got to be of a royal level. So... Um, <laughs> Tough. May, maybe I'd have... How about Simone uh, Biles? Eh? Yeah, that's a great choice, Howard. Yeah, Simone Biles I'd go for. Yeah, yeah. Full sequins and stuff. She just have the whole... And she could just do the whole um, floor apparatus and stuff like that as well. So that's a great choice, Howard. I'd want to have maybe... Do you know what? I just, just for the mad, yeah, just for something mad. I'd bring back one of the Queen's old relatives, like, <laughs> now, Elizabeth Regina. We are your old servants. But we were, let's really forget, you was only the second Elizabeth. And now, welcome in. <laughs> Henry VIII, he's back. And he gets, hey, walks out. Where you at, ladies? Ladies, where you at? <laughs> oh my God, I want to be number four seven. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Ladies going crazy for Henry VIII. I just think, yeah, just bring out old relative as well. Just doing a little thing. And then, and, then, and then finally, Howard, as well, in the spirit of posthumous legends of British history, Shakespeare, just bring him out. Quick oh, soliloquy. Wow. Like, I'm just thinking, just comes up with a quick soliloquy, the original bard, the spin. And then who comes on stage with him? Tupac. And that's how we bring the what? whole thing to end, boy. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> well, it's something to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> if it, well, it won't happen, but... Uh, maybe one of these happen. I think maybe. Axel is more likely because he's going to be doing the performance. So yeah, yeah. he's probably more likely to be able to pull these strings. But we'll see. You know, we'll see how, how it works. if they ever ask you to do the whole thing, then holler at me and I'm happy to help you consult yeah, Axel. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it's been a good episode, Dane, and a, and a bit of a celebratory feel to it for, for what's happened uh, this, this week to our guests. Day. Absolutely. Man is man, but we have no problem giving you your flowers, Axel, as they are well deserved. Um, congratulations again. Um, can't say how proud we are, all of you. Um, but if you could, other than Britain's Got Talent, could you please tell our listeners where they can find out about your good works, past, present, and future? Past. Um, past, I performed at O2 Indigo. It was on Amazon, but it was on for a lease, and that lease is done. Prison. I just announced my tour. Some dates have sold out already. Go check that out, y'all, before it sells out. We're selling our forest. In the future, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm taking every stride as it comes. In the future, you will see it much more of me. All I can say is just follow my social media, um, Axel Blake. That's on Instagram and that TikTok. That's where I'm most coming up, and you'll see everything there. Everything. So there you go comedy clips keep coming guys and check out dates for Axel's tour which I'll be honest with you Axel you're going to have to extend <laughs> so, yes 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 so, I know I know so yeah so yeah get your tickets while you can guys because uh, uh, Axel's going to be going on a big tour and it's definitely worth seeing um, if you enjoy the performance on the final Britain's Got Talent it's only going to get better on the tour so please do check that out and Axel again Big up yourself, bro. Congratulations. And thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Howard. Thank you, Dane. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. Our guest was Axel Blake. You can follow Axel on Instagram, at Axel Blake. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram, at DaneSnaptiste and at the Howard Cohen. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us. Hi. 
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. To DM on Instagram at DBQE podcast, and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Insanity Group.